0: I'm Tracy Ramos, an unemployed bartender in San Francisco, and this is my podcast, Booze Nation, where I check in with my fellow restaurant and bar comrades as we try to weather this pandemic storm. My first guest is Karina Dolph, an amazing server, bartender, and sommelier. And I met Corinne when I was bartending at a bar called The Buck, which was on Market Street, and Corrine was serving at Zuni Cafe, which was across the street from The Buck. And Kareen and other Zunis would come in after their shift for their decompression drinks and try to unwind from dealing with the Zuni clientele. And after a couple of games of pool and some Sierra Nevadas later, Kareen and I became friends. And what you're about to listen to is an interview on Zoom. Please bear with me. The sound will get better. And I'm just going to jump right into the interview. Here we go. Episode one. Well, so what, yeah, what restaurant or bar were you working when San Francisco went into lockdown?
1: Yeah, I had a few jobs. Well, because I had the, um, I had Central Kitchen. Right. And then I also did catering at Byrite.
0: I remember that. Yeah.
1: And then I was doing, I did a gig in January, the JP Morgan convention at the Trotto Hotel down here. Mm
0: -hmm. That used
1: to be the Grand Cafe on Geary. Right. So I worked there, too.
0: San Francisco goes into lockdown a year ago, March. We'll say March 15th, 2020. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And those three places, have you worked since? I have not. Do you know if those three establishments are open? I do not. Or or were they able to stay open during the pandemic or did they shut?
1: Well, buy right itself, like the markets are open. And yeah. so when we got furloughed, they did offer us places in the market,
0: but okay. I'd rather
1: to glass and go back there. So, um, yeah, I had, to, I had to, you know, politely decline.
0: So buy right, the market's open. Central is not. Mm-hmm.
1: They closed it down completely. Like they didn't just furlough us. They were like, the whole group is done. So flour and water um even the pizzeria was shut
0: and then the grand cafe which is now called the strato i don't i forget what the hotel is called (laughs) (laughs) that other place that you were working that we can't remember well it's been (laughs) so many years
1: yeah Yeah. carnations incarnations yeah since the grand cafe like Mm -hmm. when i used to patronize it um or when i was a patron so i uh I actually don't really recall what it finally was when it closed.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it was Trotto. Because I wasn't in the restaurant. I was just doing like JP Morgan.
0: Right. That kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then were you bartending? Were you serving? Were you thumb,
1: When I do catering, I'm the bartender. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm the I'm the server/ I rather make my money on the floor being a server who knows about wine than being mm-hmm. just a psalm
0: yeah I could say that that makes that makes a lot of sense how long have Make you been a psalm since 2011 and what level I remember when Two. you I remember when you got that really yeah, 2011, 2011. I, was so I, re- <laughs> yeah.
1: I was so proud of myself because honestly I was like I was doubtful I was dubious <laughs>
0: I remember that that was, no, you should be proud. That's a hard thing to do. That's yes. another thing. I know you've told me this. How do you study? There's many ways to study mm-hmm. to get your t- you know, to go for your test.
1: Mm-hmm. But do
0: you just sit there and you know, you drink wine, you write notes.
1: Okay. I see. You're talking about like, uh, when you're doing like blind tasting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's so what helps are tasting groups. I mm-hmm. didn't really have that, <laughs> but that really helps when you're in tasting groups because you can uh, share costs, you know, cause like tasting wine, blinding wine costs money, you know, especially like uh, wines that are going to be on the exam, like Sanceres and, and Napa Cabs and, you know, uh, Argentinian Malbec or whatever, you know, that, that adds up. Tasting group really works. Like, so you sit there, you spit, you know, and you have to like, what I do is like, what am I getting from the wine, And what is it telling me that it's
0: not right? I, you yeah. know, yeah, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say, uh, right now, what's your favorite wine? What's your go-to? girl?
1: I am. A champagne what's, your, what's your,
0: what's your pandemic wine
1: girl? all I've been drinking? is champagne. I, I, cause I have a, sh- uh, uh, a wine pod and my friend, Eddie loves champagne. My friend, Rachel loves champagne out. So we're, constantly drinking champagne
0: so it's been pandemic champagne pod
1: yes like i had too much last night so this is what
0: okay so 2011 and mm-hmm. you are a level,
1: level two level certified. two
0: certified level two how many females are level two psalms? would you say in the bay area
1: oh there are quite a bit
0: how many... i know i know a lot
1: of females yeah
0: and then how many would you say are um african-american female psalms? in the bay area i
1: know like three others so four yeah
0: that we know of there could be more
1: there could be more but (laughs) i'm I'm doubtful but yeah
0: what's that experience like this is my assumption i feel it's still very pale and male
1: well have you heard about the shit going down girl tell me oh girl there was this expose new york times fucking article about like three master psalms in particular and the whole shit went Damn, everybody got fucking busted, girl. <laughs> now it's run by Emily Wines. Do you
0: remember Emily Wines? That's, yeah, she was sounds like, familiar.
1: Yeah. She's the head of the court now. Okay. And it's no longer Fred Dame. Jeff Proof is no longer part. So there was a um cheating scandal and then this scandal. When when you make it about the goal and not about the journey, that's when you lose. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, where that. people
1: feel like they have that it's better to cheat, you know, mm-hmm. than to like fail fairly or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I, I just, I can't really get behind that system. Yeah. Um, so I started to really lose, like, not, not my passion for wine. Cause that's always there, but the industry was definitely not the trajectory that I
0: wanted. No, I missed everything that you've just said. I'm going to go back and research that because I, during pandemic have, really removed myself from any kind of news circuit because it's just been so terrible. I don't blame (laughs) you. Now, have you paid attention to any news? I mean, there's so much,
1: but. I'm addicted. I'm addicted to Instagram and I actually did not go on this morning and I don't think I'm going to go on this week because it's starting to fuck with my head.
0: Yeah. How long have you been in the industry, restaurant industry?
1: I was 18 years old. (laughs)
0: Like two years ago. <laughs> you flapped around
1: <laughs> um no like uh 27 years
0: how long okay how long have you uh been in the industry in San Francisco uh
1: since i got here in 98
0: okay so 20 years
1: yeah in and out
0: in and out yeah same here what do you think business in the three places that you worked was like pre covid say t- the years 2018 2019 had you seen a shift or a difference in business?
1: Business was booming at Central Kitchen. Yeah. Booming. Like shockingly so. Yeah. We were getting like huge parties.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I mean like huge parties, like if you have a 10 top who's drinking badass wine, you're fucking walking with bank. Nice. You know what I mean? Like things like that. So <laughs> to be honest, I only had to work like two to three days a week.
0: That is perfect.
1: <laughs> you know coming from a bitch who was working like doubles in her fucking 20s and 30s
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know I was like girl no we are no longer going to do that
0: and then you were a bar manager
1: Ugh. yes I was
0: <laughs> you don't have to name the restaurant or no, bar good. um good. but what was that experience like
1: it was really uh validating as to why I had never wanted that position Mm -hmm. Um, because you get it on both sides. And I, you know, I didn't feel like lucky Pierre. I'll tell you that. Okay. (laughs) Did not, did not feel good.
0: (laughs) Um, So in the 20 years of working with the public, being behind bars, was there a shift between the years of 2016 and 2020?
1: In me or what?
0: Attitudes, customers.
1: I think there was a shift in me. Yeah. I was afraid to be myself.
0: uh uh-huh. I Because yeah. obviously I'm talking about the Trump.
1: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I was afraid to be myself. Like, I didn't feel that I would have backing.
0: Backing from, from co- your coworkers, backing from management.
1: Co- yeah, all of it. All of it. Because I'm used to being in a predominantly white area, but as soon as 16 hit, it became insecurity, insecurity. It was no longer comfortable. So it's more my inner change than, than external.
0: No, I, I hear you. Yeah. Agree with you on that for sure. Did not feel safe. Yeah. What do you uh, think will happen when you go back to work?
1: Well, that's, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really sure if I want to stay in the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, I have been looking at other areas. I am trying to get into uh, the financial industry, financial services, Mm -hmm. which is not easy (laughs) to jump from one sector to the other. Uh, Never. Right. But I have been teaching myself like I have been following the markets. I have been like, you know, learning how to read balance sheets and shit like that, learning how to read fundamentals and all that kind of stuff, learning about bonds, equity, you know, so I'm trying, you know, trying to get, wrap my head around fucking Bitcoin. <laughs> 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 fucking crypto. Yeah. It
0: sounds like a
1: scam. It does, but you know what's interesting? Okay, so that document, I don't know if you'll find it on my uh, Amazon. It's kind of interesting because they're talking, it's its almost revolutionary. Yeah. You know, like there are, so, like, I think Dogecoin or, or the little doggy coin, I think that's a scam. Mm-hmm. Um, but crypto in general is really fascinating because it's so decentralized.
0: Yeah. I guess no I one want, really has control. Right. I guess I want someone to explain it to me that is, you know, that actually is going to make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Other than this is a new thing from tech.
1: <laughs> and we all should be
0: doing it because right. tech tech does so.
1: It didn't like until until I read this. I was like, all right, you know, um, I'm just gonna figure try to figure this out because it didn't make any sense. I was like, what are you even talking about? What the fuck is a blockchain? Me and Eddie were like, what are fucking mine? I was Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> and <laughs> finally, but I joined Binance, and they have all this like these resources to explain what crypto and and bitcoin really is. And they explain it in four ways, one to to like a 6-year-old, one to an adolescent, one to like someone in their 30s and then one to someone who's like really old. <laughs> so, oh,
0: that makes so like, much sense. Oh, it did. It totally makes, made sense and I was like, yeah. "Okay. I kind of get it now." So, do you miss any of your regulars? Because you probably haven't seen any of your regulars in a year. Do you miss any I of them? Mean,
1: I do. I'm very connected to my guests, you know, um, even the ones I don't like. Still <laughs> connected to them. Um, yeah, so I definitely do. I did see one um, in Whole Foods like in May, okay. and I had tears in my eyes. I was like, Larry. <laughs> He's like, I thought that was you. I'm like, Uh-huh-huh.
0: Yeah. oh my god that's that's do very you? that's very sweet I do some the ones I like yeah, yeah definitely and I'm always wondering where they're drinking where are you drinking who's serving home you, you know yeah they're opening their own pbr without me <laughs> how dare you that <laughs> how dare you do that <laughs>
1: What she does is, not make a gin and tonic like I do. You know that.
0: What is your dream night? Your dream night in service? I'm a uh,
1: uh, a catering queen. Mm-hmm. You know, you give me a party of eight and everybody leaves them motherfucker the fuck of a- hugging me. <laughs> Slipping money <laughs> in
0: my motherfucking hands.
1: You know? Yeah, that's where I, that's
0: my forte. That's it's, your dream night. The best it, night you've had. My dream night is all of my regulars come in, everybody gets along, people are having fun, good music on the jukebox, maybe a little dance party breaks out. You know, there's not an asshole. There's not an asshole in the bunch that's going to ruin it for everybody. Like I don't have to kick anybody out where everyone's a machine and everyone is, is, they're there. They get why they're there. And I've had a few, I've had quite a few of those dream, dream shifts. I
1: miss those Tracy Oscar nights. I'm like so (laughs) bummed.
0: Those were good nights. Do you think you're going to stick with the psalm and becoming, going further on? Even if you like switch careers. No. You think level two and you're good.
1: Yeah. It costs a lot of money. I mean, not just the exam, but preparation for the exam, going to the exam. I don't really have the drive to spend that money. I have other plans for my capital <laughs> <laughs> I'm like uh uh-uh, uh no I ain't fucking spending money on bottles of wine anymore no we're buying property <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a very good way of looking at that
1: <laughs> we're buying assets not liabilities right
0: I hope um, so are you on social media and do you, so, do, you As know, in, do you want to be found on social oh TV? sure sure I don't
1: care I'm at uh, Dusty Tannins, I think.
0: Dusty Tannins on Insta. Yeah. Okay. Anything else?
1: No. No, I don't use Facebook anymore. Although I do have a profile, and I they're guess all te- they're all terrible.
0: They're all terrible.
1: Have you seen that doc on Netflix, the uh, Social Dilemma?
0: I haven't. Only because <sighs> it's just going to depress me even more.
1: It's actually it's changed the way I um, use the internet. Okay. I opt out of everything, girl, everything. And we're lucky that we have that option because right. people. Don't. I'm just it's... like, why should you like, I think it was Forbes. They were like, give us a reason why you want to be, why you want to opt out. And I was like, why should you make money off me? Where's my piece? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they must've been like this fucking bitch, but it's true. <laughs> like they're making money off of us. Like, but we're not getting anything. Get the hell out of here.
0: Exactly. Um, I'm going to wrap things up right now, but thank you so much for talking and answering all of my questions. It was awesome to see you. I hope to see, awesome you to see in you in real life. God knows when.
1: God knows when.
0: Are you Are you planning on going back? Well, that'll be the day when you say goodbye. Yes, that'll be the day when you make me cry. You say you're going to leave. Gotcha. That's it for episode one. Thank you to Kareen, the queen, and best of luck in your pursuit of employment that allows and encourages you to shine. And safe employment. You know, that's what we're looking for when we go to work and deal with the public day in and day out, is to feel safe. Please remember that. Thank you for listening to Booze Nation, the podcast. I'll be back next Thursday with my guest, Christian Suzuki Oriana, better known as Suzu Bartender Extraordinaire. Thanks again, and please tip your bartenders. Thanks.